Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Thursday, March 5th, 2020. I'm your host, Will Hunter. Thanks so much for joining me on today's show. Matt will be here in just a bit. Um, Here's what we've got going on on today's show. A little bit different format. Um, I'm going to be joined here in a minute by Joe Cook Sugart of 131sports.com. He is a friend of mine going back to the high school days, and he is a very, very smart person, very good with math, and just a really excellent bracketologist. He's, I guess, an amateur bracketologist, but he you know, competes in the bracket matrix, um, gets reviewed every year, and re- regularly beats Joe Lenardi, Jerry Palm, like you name uh, a person projecting brackets at a big outlet, and he is consistently more accurate than them, one of the most accurate people. And I think um, I'll ask him when he comes on. One of uh, one, actually, was the most accurate uh, at predicting the bracket uh, a couple of years ago. I think it was 2018 that he did that. So Joe's going to join us. We're going to talk about where MSU's got uh, at in his bracket, sort of the range they can go to, and just a little bit about the Big Ten in general. Obviously, it's been a very strong year, so we'll do that. Then we'll bring in Matt for segments two and three. Um, He didn't join us because he's on vacation and his internet is spotty at best. It is tough to even complete a Skype call with him. So I didn't want to risk a three-way like recording conversation uh, on the the recording platform we use. And I didn't want to go three people Skype because timing can be off uh, when internet connections are bad. So it was just easier to... uh, avoid potential headaches, and just do the one-on-one interview with Joe myself. Uh, so Matt will join uh, back in segments two and three, and we'll talk a little bit about what uh, Joe had to say about some bracketology. I want to get Matt's thoughts on that, and then we'll just continue right into uh, some more MSU basketball talk for segment three as well. So that's the plan for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get podcasts. We do this every single day. Five days a week, half an hour shows dedicated to the world of Michigan State football and basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's uh, let's bring in Joe Cook Sugart. Joe Cook Sugart, uh, bracketologist at 131 Sports, is joining me here for the first segment, and then Matt will be back uh, for the next two. So we're going to talk some brackets. We're going to talk about where Michigan State is at, what the Big Ten picture looks like with Joe. Uh, Joe, how you doing? Thanks so much for making some time for the show. Any anytime, Will. I'm I'm always willing to come on the pod. I love talking college basketball, and um, you know, I being being in the state of Michigan, I pay attention to the Spartans uh, a lot, and so I, I I love to offer my insight. Yeah, and just. To uh, sell Joe a little bit more, what was it, a couple years ago now, you were the number one or tied for first uh, most accurate bracketologist, and like, where are you in the bracket matrix? You're usually uh, ranked pretty high, right? Yeah, so uh, I, that was in 2018, I tied with a couple other folks for uh, the most accurate bracketologist, and they do a, uh, a an aggregate ranking of the past five years where it's mm-hmm. weighted uh so that however you've performed more recently is weighted heavier. And I think out of the uh, the bracketologists that have done it for an extended period of time, I am 15th out of like 150 or something mm-hmm. like that. So, Do you know where – you have to know off the top of your head where Joe Lenardi is, right? 
Uh, I don't know where he's exactly <laughs> other than behind me. Yes, he is behind you. I don't have it up in front of me, but I do know that you uh, pretty consistently beat the, uh, I would say, the most famous bracketologist in all of the land. So Joe's a guy who uh, knows what he's talking about, uh, has a really great math background, really smart, and is just great at projecting these brackets. So let's uh, jump into this. 131sports.com is where you can get his daily updates. He does a great job. Uh, going through that and then listing, you know, your bubble teams, your seeds, conference breakdown, all that stuff. Let's start with Michigan State. Where do you have the Spartans ranked uh, as of today, and why do you have them in that spot? So uh, right now, I have Michigan State as the top four seed, uh, mm-hmm. and the margins between uh, them, Louisville, who I have as my last three seed, and Creighton, who is the second four seed are razor thin um and and it was it was not just looking at their resumes with my own two eyes but also when i plug them into uh, a model that i actually just started using this year uh that is uh based on past uh and historical data and how the committee has treated teams those three teams uh the the (laughs) i don't want to get too uh, technical with the terms, but mm-hmm. there, there's a target variable, and the target variable is overall seed. So it takes some uh, takes teams one through 68 and projects what their overall seed is going to be. And the the difference between Louisville, Michigan State, and Creighton was like 0. .05. So okay. they are it is very close. Um, and that in terms of uh, in terms of seeding, that's about where I have them. Uh, I and on top of the actual seed line, I also put out a bracket every day that follows, to the best of my abilities, as one individual person, the bracketing procedures that the NCAA follows yes. and the committee follows uh, when they when they uh, actually create the bracket on Selection Sunday and and the days leading up to it. Um, so in, in that regard, when I bracketed Michigan State for the uh, sub regional pods. Um, they right now I have them in uh, St. Louis. Yep. So in the, op- the South region. Yep. So the the optimal spot for Michigan State uh, in terms of the sub regional pod would obviously be Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wouldn't hold my breath on that because there it looks like right now there are probably too many teams in front of MSU that would also prefer Cleveland um, to the point where they're not going to be able to they're likely not going to be able to hop up high enough to have a geographic preference of Cleveland over some of those other teams like a uh, like Dayton or, yeah. or or somebody like that 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 is clearly also going to prefer Cleveland but will be a higher seed. Yeah. Um so next to to Cleveland the I think the the and if you go on Google Maps you'll see that the best regional would be St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um I, I actually had to check that out on Google Maps because I'm like, oh, maybe Albany, but then I forgot where Albany was in New York. <laughs> Realized it's pretty far, so St. Louis is actually closer. So the the Spartans being on the four line and having what is the second closest sub regional pod kind of fall to them based on the other teams that are ahead of them is actually pretty good luck. Um and that's uh you know, so frankly, as long as they can avoid uh, Spokane and uh, Sacramento, I think they should consider themselves pretty lucky. Yeah, feeling pretty good. Well, let's talk about um, just sort of the range for them because you got one more game left here in the regular season. You got the Big Ten tournament, so not a huge amount of games to go on, but they're going to get a couple more chances, you would think, at some high quality teams. 
And teams in front of them, like you said, razor thin margins right now and teams are going to be jockeying for position. What is sort of the range for them? Um, certainly they could get to the three line. Could they get to a two? And if things go south, like they lose to Ohio State and lose their first Big Ten game, how far could they potentially drop, do you think? So, uh, like I said, in the, when you, in the first question that you asked, I, I have them currently as the top four seed. Uh, accordingly, I think if they beat Ohio State, and uh, to use a uh, phrase of a famous uh, alumnus of, of Michigan State, as long as they don't choke on applesauce in the Big Ten tourney, <laughs> uh, I think they could end up grabbing a, a three seed, but I do think that a three seed is likely their ceiling. I okay. just, uh, I think even though they've played a very difficult schedule, I think the number of losses is going yeah. to, to hold them back. I think there's just too many quality teams that have less losses and a similar strength of schedule or significantly less losses and maybe a weaker strength of schedule. Um, so I, I really don't anticipate them getting higher than the, the three seed. Uh, on the flip side, if they lose at home to Ohio State and leave uh, Bowed early in, in Indianapolis in the Big Ten tournament, uh, there I would say there is a non-zero chance that they could end up a five seed as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think that that is their floor. So I think they're pretty locked into somewhere between three and five. Uh, obviously a four seed, which is where they're at right now is the most likely outcome. I would say, uh, closely followed by a three seed. And then I think, frankly, I think that it would take, uh, probably a, uh, a loss to Ohio state and, uh, a loss in their first game in the big 10 tournament in order for them to be a five. Mm -hmm. With some other things probably, yeah. I mean, mixed in there as well, going wrong for them. Yeah, of course. Yeah, all, all of this is also contingent on what other teams do. <laughs> yeah. I always have to give that caveat when I when I say this because someone will inevitably uh, email me or tweet at me and be like, "You said this wouldn't possibly happen, and it did." I'm like, "Well, that's because some." combination of things that had less than a 1% chance of happening did. And I was like, oh, sorry, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, let's take a little bit more of a, a macro view real quick here on the Big Ten. You have 10 teams in right now. Um, in terms of your last four in, there are no Big Ten teams there. So you've got Indiana, I, I would assume, receiving, uh, what is that terminology? One of the last buys, right? Last four buys. Is that where Indiana would fall? Yeah. Yeah. So right now, okay. yep, that's where I have them. Okay, so is 10 teams kind of like that's what it's going to be um, unless Purdue or Minnesota or I guess Nebraska Northwestern make a run through the tournament? Um, could it fall to 9 or 8 or is it pretty pretty much going to be 10 unless something crazy happens? Um, I would say that it's certainly – I'm going to hedge a little bit here. I would sure. say it's, <laughs> it's certainly going to be 9. I think with Rutgers' win against Maryland the other mm -hmm. night that they kind of solidified – their position, um, they, they've got some real quality wins uh, on their resume. Indiana, though I have them currently uh, seated ahead of Rutgers, I actually think Rutgers uh, is more of a lock to make the tournament, as weird as that sounds, because Indiana has two home games remaining here in the regular season. If they lose both those, then... You know, going into the conference tournament, they might have to make the finals in order to make the tournament. Um, and just for real quick, we are recording this at 730 on Wednesday. Uh, Indiana, Minnesota are in the first half uh, of their game. So we don't have that result uh, in hand as we 
uh, talk through this, but continue on just with you know the Big Ten picture as a whole. Sure. Yeah. No, I think that the the you have the 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 eight and now nine teams sort of that are locks, um, and you know with the the only thing that's really holding Rutgers and Indiana back, uh, Rutgers less so, but both of them is that they have an extreme home road record disparity. Mm-hmm. So if you look at their if you look at their tournament resume, their home records are are pretty incredible and they have great wins at home. And then you look at their road record and I'm pretty sure Rutgers only has if I remember one road one. win. Yeah. yeah. And Indiana might have three or four, um, but they're uh, you know like they're very very bad road teams and the committee has demonstrated in the past that um, that road wins are a significant measure of of team quality that they uh, look at when they're sort of uh, determining what teams make the field, what teams don't. Yeah, uh, all in all, uh, the Big Ten is is going to have the most teams that they've had in the tournament in quite some time, and I really think that they could not only uh, and this is extending beyond the range of my bracketology and into projecting the actual tournament results i do think that the the big 10 is set up to get quite a few teams that advance past the first weekend which would be uh, great for them to try to finally end that streak of a big 10 team not winning the national championship uh in what's it now tw- 20 years i don't yeah, yeah, t- yeah. 20 years um, uh, we're not counting Maryland's, uh, Joe <laughs> cook, sugar, one, three, one sports, uh, check out his work. Uh, you update every single day. Like I said, you got the conference breakdown, all the seed lines, and then you put out a bracket as well, trying to sort of fit in teams, uh, among the, the committee's sorting methods, uh, as best you can. One of the most accurate bracketologists out there. We're very fortunate to have him available to us to, uh, bring some insight and information. Joe, thanks so much for the time and we'll catch up with you down the road. Okay. All right, sounds good. My pleasure. Take it easy. All right, we'll be right back with the one, the only Matt Sheehan in just a second. All right, welcome back to Locked On Spartans. I bring in now my Mm co-host, my somber Mm co-host, Matt Sheehan. Matt, how you doing, buddy? I'm okay. It's last day of vacation. Uh, You just pulled me up from the pool to do these last two segments, but... Yeah, that's actually a lie. It's ten thirty at night. I'm not doing anything right now. <laughs> I was to um, say. <laughs> no, I'm I'm doing fantastic. I, I I would be lying if I said I'm still not riding off the buzz of the win against Penn State. And mm. mm-hmm. your boy was just offered a seat to the MSU basketball game at four thirty on Sunday. So I am kind of on oh. high right now. I am big one. I am. I will be in attendance. Uh, yeah, wonder if it's a big one. I wonder if anything monumental will be going on that day. But stay tuned. We will uh, we'll have to wait and see. It could be in a, a big game. I haven't been paying much attention to uh, Michigan State basketball or, or the Big Ten or anything like that. So um, no, because once yeah, you figure know. that, yeah, once you figure MSU can only share the title and not win it outright, mm. uh, why, why even follow along anymore? You know that that's the way every rational fan looks at that at least. What are the odds that if Michigan beats Maryland, Michigan State beats Ohio State? And mm-hmm. wins the conference outright. That mm-hmm. Michigan fans are puffing their chests out uh, over them playing a role in Michigan State's 
third consecutive Big Ten title. The percent chance is 4,873%. Uh, that's a mm-hmm. rough estimate. I'm, I'm rounding down there. Feels low. It's, it's, Feels somewhere, low. it's somewhere just north of the 4,000% range, though. Uh, very excited to see it. Or my other favorite genre of, uh, I, what, trash talk, I guess you could call it? I don't know. I, I think you just look stupid doing it. It's like, oh, oh well, you guys only want a shared title. Oh, that's not, mm. okay. Well, shoot, hold on. In that case, let me go through my files right now. Let me ruffle up some papers. Well, that means we have to go to the last team that won it outright to see who the true champion is, and that mm-hmm. is, oh, God, oh. well, it's, it's it's Michigan State still. Oh man, oh. shoot. Well, that uh. that didn't that doesn't count. Last year doesn't count. What about the year before that? That's right. Um, I think the season went okay for us, right? Maybe it says uh, sixteen and two in conference play. Maybe. Hmm. Does that yeah, sound no, right? That, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm starting yeah. to go back so. to those days. Yeah. But hey, I mean, again, shared titles don't count because they're very easy to win and every team, especially mm-hmm. especially the team sitting in ninth place right now, uh, it's very easy for every team to do. So hey, well, yes. we, we shouldn't even be happy with the spot that we're in right now. No, the, the, to team, the team in ninth place in the conference um, has certainly accomplished more and had a harder schedule and just yeah. so much better. As mm-hmm. a basketball team, than the team uh, currently tied for first place in the best conference in the country. That is a fact. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe I'm not actually on that high anymore after the Penn State win. I'm actually sad about what's happened. So, yeah, you know it's, what? It's those, really... those ninth place fans got what they finally wanted. We are just oh, just so so dejected with the state of MSU basketball right now. Yeah, wins are losses, basically. Like, what's the point of even? Yeah. Winning the conference, if you're going to share the conference, right? Just don't even roll out of bed. Just death penalty yourself at that point. I'd rather finish last than tied for first. Just don't even get your hopes up. Just pull a Nebraska or Northwestern, just come in 13th or 14th, and give it a good go the next season when you can win win it outright. Yes, I would feel so much better about my program uh, if it had finished ninth this year. Mm-hmm. As opposed to won the conference, you know, yeah, for a share. Like, no, I'd they, rather they be, got the bragging yeah, like, rights. Come on, yeah. it's just it's ridiculous. Like, duh, sharing conference titles means nothing. Final fours, Matt, they don't mean anything. No, final fours are easy to get to. Everyone knows this. Easy. Um, it's absolutely Everyone... laughable that Izzo has been to eight of them and has only won yes. one national title. I can, actually, well, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be at the President's Center on Sunday. When I look up at those final four banners, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to just frown immediately thinking of frown. just how horrible it is to go to eight final fours and yes. not win the if national you had... title when you're there. It's, oh, if God. You had... It's, it's terrible. If you had more lung capacity, I would expect you to hawk a loogie up there on those banners. I would try. I would try. Cause it, and you would be it, to some well fan bases, it, It's a disgrace to go to eight Final Fours. Mm-hmm. Man, it's oh, I, I don't even know how we sleep at night as Spartan fans. We are truly getting all the takes out. This is the in-case-of-emergency break-glass situation for your ninth-place Big Ten teams as far as <laughs> trash talk and rivalry fodder goes. They are burning everything that's left on the ship and just going down with it. And good luck to them finding happiness and all this, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, well, they got to do what you got to do. They got, a fifth year of, they got a fifth year of Austin Davis coming up. So, you mm. know, anytime the eighth or ninth man in your rotation stays around for an extra year, 
probably because there's a scholarship spot open that a highly touted recruit uh, isn't going to be filling. You know, that is that is huge. Chest puffing season. Yeah, of course. Chest puffing season. It's such a funny coincidence that it's all happened um, immediately after Michigan State reeled off three straight uh, wins against ranked teams, two on the road, looking like perhaps the best team in the country. Um, but hey, they were unranked in one of the two polls uh, like three weeks ago, Matt. So never forget. People, no, God, people don't forget that. I, I can't even bring myself to say in public that I am an MSU fan. Yes, that's what college basketball is all about, Matt. It is mm-hmm. spending time in the AP poll. That is what is measured. Nobody cares about conference championships. Nope. Certainly not shared conference championships. No, sir. No one cares about Final Fours, NCAA tournament success. It is how often nope. you are in the AP poll because AP poll voters watch mm-hmm. every single game and are Everyone. all very, very smart basketball minds. Every single one of them yeah. votes so perfectly and none of them are complete fraudulent voters. The poll is absolutely not meaningless in a stupid exercise to only generate clicks for websites. That is not what the AP poll is. It is the true measure, Matt, the true measure of greatness. And if you're number one preseason and you fall out of the rankings at any point, you mm-hmm. might as well close up the program. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll stop you once you say a lie. I, it's it's not happened yet. So that's the way I have told, the crumbles. I have told no lies. Not a no. single one. Um, no, no, not not here. Not tonight. Yeah, and there are just certainly no basketball fans um, in the state of Michigan that wear colors, um, you know, that are that are bluish, like a navy blue, kind of a, a golden yellow type color. None, none of those fans for a team that would, in theory, kind of look like that. Not mm-hmm. a single one of them is unhappy with what has progressed so far this season. Not a single one of them looks at what Michigan State has done and goes, man, they're just, yeah, that's that's not how this, it's played out perfectly for them. Are you talking about Lake Superior it State right now? I just perfectly. want to make sure we're on the same page. You're talking Lake Superior State right now, right? The blue team, yellow hues. Yes. Yeah, okay. the Lakers. We're talking, talking about Lake Superior State hockey, right? Yeah. What day? Yeah, Where W-C-H-A. am I right now? <laughs> what, what, yeah, what, I think... <laughs> I think they're seventh in the WCHA. I don't know if they're probably on the road for the the playoffs, first round of the playoffs. Um, Probably going to go play Mankato, Minnesota State, Mankato, Mm -hmm. Purple and Gold, the Mavs. Oh, great. I'll take your word for literally all of this right now. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm actually probably, I'm I'm guessing, but, you know, Lake State's usually somewhere lower half of the, the WCHA. They're not. Not uh, having a good go of it. And man, those Mavericks really can play. But yeah. Um, no, I mean, just the, the those fans mm-hmm. got to be thrilled. And none of uh, them are jazzed. mad. And, and none no, of them are mad online. No, 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 never, never, ever, ever, ever. And if they were mad, w- w- they would probably log off, I'm assuming. They would log off, and they certainly wouldn't use separate Twitter accounts to separate from their professional Twitter accounts to do so, um, because that would just be a, a dumb look. Like, just to have an account to be uh, just the worst type of person. You can, like, just to make the worst parts of your personality shine. Yeah. That would, the, that would, no one would The joke telling account, but when someone jokes mm-hmm. back at you, mm. 
you would probably take those jokes in stride and, you know, just brush it off probably because it's, hey, it's it's the, the joke-telling machine. Mm-hmm. I feel bad anyone that listens that's not on Twitter uh, because this is some <laughs> niche material we're, we're going through right, right now. Yeah, this is not. So I didn't think this segment was going to go this way, but sometimes no, you and I get that. on a roll. Yeah, sorry. It's, it's been a day. It's hard it's to stop. Hours. We're feeling ourselves, Will. I mean, the, the, the boys are back. The other boys in the state aren't back. So it's, it's very nice to if be you're not on, on this Twitter, side of it right now. Yeah, if you're not on Twitter... Don't get Which on. I know a lot of you are, but if you're not here, don't get on. And here's here's what happened. Michigan State beats Penn State, goes into first place for the conference, looking awesome, and Michigan fans on the internet are doing insane gymnastics to try to discount what Michigan State has done uh, in any possible way, and they are very unhappy when you present them with facts like, Hey, Michigan State's won the last two conferences, uh, conference titles, and now they're in first place uh, with one game to go. They went to the Final Four last year, et cetera, et cetera. It's just not, not sitting well. Ah, uh, facts with don't matter. And so, and yeah. yeah, instead of just like, hey, you know what? You guys are better this year. That happens like a normal person would. Um, or hey, you know, we're we're like because they're they're ninth in the conference. They're not like mm-hmm. right there or anything. They're a good team, but they're not amazing you know so it's like hey this is your year hopefully we'll get you next year it's not even a year like i don't know 2014 or 15 or whatever we're like they were really good we were really good like last year even though it went really well for michigan state michigan had a really good team you know they take a step back this year and, and regroup next year right nope just gonna dig in and keep swinging uh and dig and dig and dig until the hole they're standing in is just halfway to the earth's core but, it's been but, wild. But you might share a title again. Uh, Losers. So terrible. <laughs> so terrible. Um, so did you miss yeah. me, Will? Did you miss me the first no, segment? <laughs> I didn't. Um, I'm right. glad we did that. Let's pause here. We'll come right back and we'll talk about uh, some bracket stuff. And I want to get your thoughts actually on what Joe had to say and where Michigan State sort of sits within the national picture. Let's actually talk about things that matter. and um, Love it are real. Okay. 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 So I talked with Joe. Lovely. Great gentleman. He is a really nice guy and really smart. And yes, like, I, I, I can't say it enough. Like he does a really good job at this. Um, he is a professional mathematician, not like a teacher or anything, but like, I forget what he does specifically, but it is smart high things. level math for a lot of important things. Um, and he just happens to have a passion for basketball, which is great. Um, so Joe's got them as the number one four seed team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, just to like compare, I've seen Michigan state at USA today, had them on the three line. Uh, Lenardi, I think had them at like 12 overall. So right on the three or no, it wasn't 12. It was 11. So mid three line, um, seen some fours too, but certainly a healthy amount of threes. This is what he told me. Um, Michigan state. Uh, whoever it was, Creighton and someone else, like basically one team on the three line, the first two teams on the four line, like the, the margin between those teams is nothing. Like it is so close. So Michigan state might, you know, might as well be a three. It's a friggin' toss up at this point. Mm -hmm. 
So he's on their four line. He says they win against Ohio State. They're probably getting to the three and sticking there. Um, if they flame out, lose to Ohio State, lose in the conference uh, tournament first game, the lowest they can drop is a three. He doesn't think they can get to a two. So kind of three to five is that range sure. uh, with four being the most likely outcome. So where are you at in all this bracket talk? How much bracket have you been just chopping up and snorting? Where do you think, uh, or what do you think, what do you make of Joe's assessment of where Michigan State is right now? Oh, how much bracket have I been chopping up and snorting? If there was a man who was in a basement in, I don't know, let's call it Guam, who just sure. hand drew <laughs> a bracket, scanned it every day, and just uploaded it without even watching a single <laughs> dribble of basketball this year, I would still look at it. I am a bracketology. What would that addict. bracket? What would that bracket website be called? Oh boy! Oh, I'm, I, I, I can't think quick enough on my feet right now. How about the guametry of basketball? Yes, yes, perfect. Will see this is this is why you're paid the big bucks right here. <laughs> I paid no bucks. Yeah, well, that's that's all relative. Uh, I'm I am surprised that so so Joe said that he thinks they will be a four or that's their best chance because I guess those are two different. I think he's questions. most most likely because. Okay, that's fair. You know, they're what sixty percent chance to beat Ohio State, something like that. Sixty-three, yeah, sixty-four. It's yeah. not a crazy high margin. Like it's a no. good shot, but Ohio State's a good team. Sure. Yeah. So you factor in that, and then you got to take into consideration what's above them. You need a team to drop out, um, and then you need to not lose your first conference tournament game, which most likely is gonna if they're the one. It's going to be, what, Illinois? Like, Michigan? It's not yeah. like it's a bad team you're playing first game in the tournament. So if they split those, probably still a four. They win the first one. They you know they go 2-0 and their next two, probably a three. It's kind of like it's it's placing odds. He said four is the most likely, then three. He, he, he thinks a lot would kind of have to go wrong for them to slip down to the five line. And that's comforting to hear because that's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah, it's nice to hear from an actual resident um, smart person. That's <laughs> that's pretty neat. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the the four is fine. My my biggest uh, beef right now, and it's of course nothing against Joe Sugar. That's just the way Joe Cook Sugar. This is just the way the numbers break out. Is that the five against MSU right now is BYU? Well, mm. we'll talk about this later if we ever have that bridge to cross. I'm scared of BYU, man. That's just one of the teams that I've watched five, six, seven times a year. And every time I've watched them, they just look like a live, live dog. Um, so yeah. I don't want to see them necessarily. But, yeah, no, I, it's, it's not anything to really lose sleep over between the three and the four battle. I, yeah, I, you know, I think Lynn already had them as a three. Joe has them as a four. It's it, and just like you said earlier, the margin is so razor thin that I, I can't argue it one way or another right now. And also knowing that MSU has nothing but good games ahead of them yet, all that they're going to do is just get quality wins. They're not going to get any quality or bad losses. Mm-hmm. It's all gravy from here. So, yeah, maybe MSU is the first four seed on the outside looking into the three. I'm I'm not a Mopey Zoo lion over that <laughs> outlook. Like that's that's completely fine with me. It's it's either to me it's either hey they lose one of these two, maybe they lose both, and they stay in the four, or they bang out a nice win, maybe two, perhaps three. Eh, who knows? Four, and then move up in that three seed. So I, I can't 
do nothing but like where MSU is at right now, considering everything else has happened earlier in the season. It's a nice spot to be in. It's a very nice spot to be in right now. Did not think we'd be here, but dang it, here we are. Agreed. Here's something that I think you might have more of an opinion on, and I think it's pretty set in stone the way Joe laid it out. So mm-hmm. the preferable subregion location is Cleveland. Yes. Far and away. Yes. Oh, yeah. um, but it looks pretty darn likely that Michigan State is not going to end up in Cleveland because, A, Dayton's going to get Cleveland for sure. Yeah, it, like well-deserved. Yep. Yeah, that's like almost – you can lock that in stone. Dayton's going to get Cleveland. And then beyond that, looking at it, he's got Seton Hall uh, in Cleveland as well. And there's just – he put it this way. There's just – there are too many teams in front of Michigan State Mm-hmm. That would want Cleveland for right. him to think that they'll end up in Cleveland. So he put him in St. Louis. And he said, the good thing is, in terms of regional stuff, there's not going to be anything that would force Michigan State out to Spokane or, or Spokane. Spokane. I've heard it both ways, yeah. Sacramento, you know, the places they don't want to go, the really long distances. So he thinks most likely they stick around in the Midwest. It just won't be Cleveland. Most likely St. Louis. Ah, uh, fine. I, I, I'm a little surprised, and maybe I'm just bad at geography and don't really know where Seton Hall truly is. But I, I figured if they had their pick of the litter, it'd go to Albany, Albany? perhaps. Yeah. But I, I mean, whatever it is, what it is. Dayton, yeah, they've got the Cleveland locked up, and just like you said, there's a lot of other people fighting for the other Cleveland spot as well. One thing I also got to point out too is, is: has it been twenty six or twenty seven years in a row that Greensboro has held a first <laughs> weekend site in their city? The, the, <laughs> death taxes. Duke playing in Greensboro in the first round of the NCAA tournament—that is the three locks in life year in year out. It is. Um, so Albany, it looks like he's got Villanova and Maryland getting Albany, and then Seton Hall sort of gets Cleveland. So maybe. One of those two switches to Cleveland, but like Villanova and Maryland certainly want Albany. Seton Hall would too, mm-hmm. maybe, but I think whoever doesn't end up getting Albany out of those groups probably gets Cleveland, which pushes Michigan State out of there. Although if they can slide into the three, Maryland falls back maybe, Villanova falls back, then you could possibly get Cleveland with Dayton and then Seton Hall moves on to Albany. So that is a scenario where, hey, we'll see how it shakes out, but... Yeah, just to provide some more context there. And I like context. And yeah, it all checks out. It's tough to argue against. Um, Yeah, the the, the old St. Louis to Houston dance, that's kind of a Mm. bummer. I I can name worse things in life, though. It's not the Spokane to Los Angeles. It's not uh, Sacramento to... I, I don't know. It, it would be. <laughs> I I have a thing. I just have bad memories of the 2014 Final Four. Or <laughs> that's the problem. It wasn't the Final Four. It was the Elite Eight in New York City. Mm. So I, for some reason, uh, just Keep playing out MSG. MSG just rubs me wrong. Yeah, that's that's just something I don't want in my life. Yeah, um, that that is always tough. I don't even know if that could shake out where you're playing in Houston and you play against Houston in like the Elite Eight or something. Uh, wouldn't that just tickle you? Just, That'd be great. Although yeah. I guess Houston's not really pulling too, but they would like their fans would all get there. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You want to avoid something like that, but sometimes it's totally chance. Um, Cause yeah, Midwest is going to be Kansas. You kind of want to avoid that, even though it's Indianapolis, yada, yada, yada. Um, I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot to shake out. We're, we're not far away from selection Sunday, Matt. 
I know. It's so exciting, but it's also so scary at the same time. <laughs> it is. Let's just dive headfirst into this, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Um, I genuinely cannot wait uh, for this bracket to come out because I think there's a ton like up in the air. Like really we know Kansas Baylor, probably Gonzaga locked in. Um, Dayton has a good case for the other one seed. We'll see how it shakes out. But beyond that, it's kind of a chaos factory. Like who's going to end up where, what seed, what are the locations? Um, it looks really, uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I know. And it's stressing me out already. So yeah, (laughs) I can't wait for it. Can't wait for it. All right. That's going to do it for us here on today's show. Thanks so much for joining us back tomorrow. Senior day. Like we got some things to talk about. Um, I might just cry in the podcast. I might just go ahead and do it. (laughs) We've got some emotions (laughs) to get through. Um, the last time we'll be seeing Cassius Winston, uh, play at the Breslin center. No, Oh my God. It's wild. Um, yeah, it's going to be a, a sight to behold. And, of course, there's a basketball game in a really good team uh, opposing Michigan State and Ohio State that they have not seen all year, um, which, yeah, we got some stuff to talk about there. So we'll do all of that tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get podcasts. Thanks to Joe Cook, Sugar131sports.com. Uh, for joining the show and bringing us some really good bracket information. I am hoping to have him on next week at the end of the week to sort of figure out where everything stands. And I want Matt to be able to talk to him because Matt has a bracket problem. Joe can bring him some answers. Thank (laughs) Um, God. Someone has to, yes. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we will be back tomorrow for a senior day preview. Matt, take us home. Now, go green, go share titles. Let's go, baby. Let's get it. Let's get it.